Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in um, to a, a podcast which we don't have a name for yet. I was thinking of something along the lines of pop chat, but when I suggested it to my dad, he was like, it's lame, but cute. So name's still in the works. Um, if you have any suggestions, that would be helpful. Uh, but the purpose of this chat, of this podcast essentially is just a, a chat between a son and dad. Um, my name is Nikhil. Um, I am 24 years old and I'm currently living in Sydney. Um, Dad, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Sanjay. Uh, I'm a 53-year-old living in Jakarta, Indonesia. I have three children and Nikhil's one of the oldest one and the brightest so far. I hope he maintains that for the rest of his life as well. <laughs> I think I'm doing a pretty good job, Dad. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, so what I thought we'd have a quick chat about today um, was around the topic of family. Okay, no hang has... on. Before we go there, yeah. I have a comment on the pop chat name. Okay, when go ahead. When you and wrote pop chat, I saw that as some vague new chatting software, and that's why I'm not keen on the name pop chat. I know you meant like P-O-P as in pop father, and we're having a chat together. Combined together, it looks like a, a messaging service, and that's why I'm not keen on that. Uh, did you think it sounded like WeChat or Snapchat? That's Hence... what came to mind. That's what came to mind. Right. Okay. So now that you know what I meant by it, what do you think? I still feel many people will feel <laughs> it. <like that. laughs> okay. Let's 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 leave it up. Let's see if anyone has any suggestions, or we can come up with a better name. Um, moving along. Family. Moving on. Yes, family. So, I guess the first thing I'd ask is, well, what does family mean to you, Dad? Can't live with them and can't live without them. Interesting. So, growing up, right, what was family time for you? For, for, you? Me. for me? Yeah, for Family you. time back then, in, in, in back when I was a kid, it was very different from what all of you experience. Um, I'm sure you've never seen the test signal on the TV, have you? You have no I, idea what I'm talking about, do you? Test signal? Yeah. Is that square? Is that round circle with colors in it? And then they have the radio station and their bars and what look like uh, pixels, but really big. You've right. never seen one of those before, no. right? No. Growing up in my time, it was black and white TVs and then color TVs, limited TV time. And weekdays, TV used to start around six o'clock. Weekends, Saturday, Sunday, it would start at 10. Oh, no, it started in the afternoon at one o'clock with Sesame Street. On Sundays, it started at 10 a.m. The, the reason I point to TV is because it was a huge part of my life going up. Even though it was limited, I spent most of my time playing outdoors. Things like playing marbles or police and thieves, catching, hide and seek. School was five hours a day. And in the afternoons or in the mornings, it was time to do a bit of homework if there was any. And the rest was playtime. So I read, I played, and life was simpler. It was good. But that seems I wonder if that like, a question. Go ahead. No, it did not, because that seems like, oh. based on what you said, it seemed like a lot of time spent alone. Yeah. Sort of with family. So it was that. Was that what your childhood was like, um, being the oldest in your family? Um, what What's your age gap between your two siblings? Me and my sisters four years. But it's an hmm. interesting point you highlighted that that the first thing that came to mind was I was on my own, and that was true. Yeah. Uh, I have a sister who's four years younger and then a brother who's 13 years younger. And 
I was highly independent, so that was or is unusual where I didn't rely on my siblings that much. I used to play with my sister, but like it was only when friends used to come to town, uh, when um, my cousins used to come over, or we fought. We just fought the two of us growing up. It was fights, fights, and more fights. Right. Okay. So let me get this straight. So when I ask you about family, the first thing that comes to mind is. You playing on your own and then fighting mm-hmm. with your sister. Mm-hmm. Anything about mom, dad? Oh, they were always called me. Oh, not always, but I was often getting into trouble. Or um, my dad, my my dad was very strict with me. Uh, both my parents were very protective, and uh, that kind of like limited my freedom in what I could and could not do. I escaped into reading, and uh, that was good for me. I was a, a goody two-shoes and one of those little good boys, nice boys. My school report card always used to say Sanjay. I used the word always, means always. <laughs> Sanjay's always a nice boy, always very helpful, good boy, diligent, hardworking, a mama's boy. I was not one of those rough and tough kids. Uh as a younger child, well, as an older child, when I was around 11 or 12, I started playing with my neighbors more. But my dad, well, we, we never really played that much. He used to work all day, and I only saw him on Sundays. And if mm. that were the case, we'd go to Singapore Swimming Club and spend the afternoon there, or we go out for a meal. But when um, you were at the club, would you spend time with him, or no, you would I'd be, be doing your own thing? Yeah, I'd be yeah. in the pool. Or eating. You, mm, are you mom, saying mom? Mom, mom was more social. And um, if I was in the afternoon session, I would see her in the mornings. But when I was in the morning session in school, when I come back, she would usually be out. So I never used to see her that much, except till dinner. Mm. We'd see the family, the extended family on holidays, like Diwali or uh, the occasional dinner. Mm. And... That used to be very social and pretty fun, talking to my other cousins and my uncles. But my uncles used to bully me a lot. You know, They used to pull my pajama pants down. For some absurd reason, it used to give them some sort of pleasure seeing me naked uh, <laughs> waist down. But uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, that was that kind of a childhood. Lah. No, no, no. I don't mean that kind of childhood. What I meant was that. <laughs> <laughs> my uncles used to like to really have a go at me in a way that amused them but was not very amusing for me does that help or clarify yeah to an extent to an extent Mm. um but let me ask you this right when i say family to you what's the first thing you think of you do you think of your family being your mom dad siblings or do you think of your immediate family being your wife and children i find that family for me doesn't hold that much reverence as in maybe the context you are leading to Mm. i find that family is more matter of fact rather than a kind of proverbial glue that holds people together i feel relationships are based on individuals as opposed to a label that just because we are family you are obliged or obligated or you must do this or i must do that for you because you're my sibling or parent or whatever the mm. case may be. 
I actually, feel, I had that as one of my questions. I feel that family is over leverage. Mm. It's useful for the person using that term for their own ulterior motives, gains, manipulation, and that without the label, the relationship would need to stand on its own. People don't invest that time and energy into that relationship and just rely and use the word family and they become lazy and they have that expectation that people will do things for them because they are the parent or the child or the sibling and and they, they don't put the effort in. So it undermines the whole relationship and there is no joy in it. There is only a have to or a must or a should. Mm. That creates a mm. lot of guilt. That creates a lot of uh, misgivings, a lot of hurt, misunderstandings. And what could be a very rewarding relationship is pulled down into something that is negative and obligatory and just downright horrible. There you go. Mm. So it's interesting that you, you point that out uh, because actually one of my question, one of the questions I wanted to ask you was um, specifically on uh, the family relationship and having the have to factor to it where you have to do it because he's your mom, she, uh, your dad, sorry, your, he's your, mo- your dad, your mom or your sibling. And just because of that title, you automatically have to do something for them. But that's a general stereotype in today's society. Um, and I feel especially in the Indian culture, that's just exact exacerbated even more. So how would you, would you have any suggestions on how to tackle that and how to, rather educate the rest of your family to understand that perspective um, and understand that you don't have to do certain things if you don't want to. Rather, you should be doing it out of love rather than obligation for the other person. You are encouraging rebellion. Well done. I don't think this is prevalent just in Indian families. This is prevalent in families, full stop. It starts with the parent or the parenting And where a parent only knows what the parent has learned as a child growing up with their parents. It's something that's passed down. And I use the word rebellion because if you want to change this, it's very hard to educate a parent who's in their 40s, 50s or 60s that what they've learned and what they've practiced is not effective or not working. It can only start with the generation now and when they have their children is how you can empower your kids and build a relationship based on a relationship where both people put in energy, effort, respect, love, kindness, and the list goes on, without any expectation that it needs to be reciprocated. When you take off that Mm. pressure, then the child or the other person will have an intrinsic interest in developing that to maintain the relationship. So, for example, if you should do something because your mother tells you, manipulation, discipline, or whatever else the word is, onto a child so the child will listen. There is no respect in that case. That respect has not been earned, nor has it been given. And that is why parents force or pressure children to listen to them using that word should. You are my child. I brought you Mm. into the world. Do you know how much pain I went through? you know how much I spent on you? Do you know blah, 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 blah? They lay lay the guilt trip on it. They lay whatever, whatever trips they can expecting you to comply with what their needs, what their expectations are, 
or what their para paradigm of reality and beliefs are in the moment for you to conform into what they expect of a child to do. Make hmm. sense? I think the key, the key, yeah, it makes sense. And I think the key aspect of that is the respect. Um, I think from a young age, um, the, the values that's been instilled into me is always respect your elders. But I feel growing up, I've, ex rather, I've experienced this firsthand where, yes, okay, respect your elders, but there, is, there should be a level of respect they give you as well. And I feel often as a child, um, adults tend to dismiss uh, your opinions, dismiss um, your, dismiss your, mainly your opinions. Um, and therefore, there's just no line of respect. And when that happens, um, it makes it very difficult to have a conversation, to try and engage with, with parents in a way that would have a positive outcome. Um, and I think that's key. I think moving forward, especially in my generation, me parenting, I think there just needs to be equal respect between child and parent, um, rather than you must respect your elders and they don't have that respect for you. I feel the word of respect is very vague and I, you could use that as an umbrella and the umbrella's name is respect. However, there are other elements that would support the formation of that respect, which would include things like values, making time for me, paying attention for me, no, no, um, no gadgets, leaving gadgets out of the picture for a while so you have. Can go towards building respect. Another thing is adults mm. don't see children as having any credibility because of no life experiences and having the attitude of a child. The funny thing is, as adults, we go back to our childhood and know that those were some of the best years of our life if we had a childhood that was, that was appropriate. Also, with adults, often don't do as I do, but do as I say. And that completely undermines their respect where they say, yeah. uh, you have to go to work or you have to do things and be punctual. And they show up at a party where it's supposed to be 10 o'clock. They saunter <laughs> in at midnight. So these are the things that parents fail to realize when they are a parent. They are in the spotlight of their children's eyes. And children, young adults, kids, pick up on every little thing and every little nuance that the parent is unaware of. So where... Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Definitely. So, like, for ahead, example, when I, when I was growing up, I didn't, we, the two of us didn't get much time together. Mm -hmm. So uh, just for context, when I was growing up, uh, dad was working Monday to Sunday, seven days a week um, from about 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. So when I woke up to go to school, I'd see dad leaving or already left to the office. And by the time he was home, I'd be asleep. So the only time I really got to spend time with him was maybe on Sunday. He'd come home a little bit earlier around six or seven, and then we'd have dinner together um, for the odd public holidays where the office would be closed. And during those moments when we did spend time together, I can, I picked up so many, so many values of yours, even though we've spent such little time together. It's quite, it's quite interesting actually looking back at it now, because mm -hmm. I spent a lot more time with mom growing mm -hmm. up. Um, but I don't, I, I do see the values I picked up could from you, mom as well. Could you be, I think they're, uh, give some specifics that would be helpful for the audience listening in. Uh, for example, what you just said, right, with punctuality. Mm -hmm. um, my dad is the type 
who you say seven o'clock, he'll be there 655. Um, my mom, on the other hand, you say seven o'clock. She used to be the type which would get there at nine o'clock. But I think dad's brought her back into in line. So she show up maybe 715 now. Um, but that being said, especially in the country I grew up in, Jakarta, the, that is the generic culture and the society I've brought up in. But till date, I hate being late anywhere. I, I, I find that being late is a, is a sign of a lack of respect for someone's time. And if you tell me seven o'clock, I'll be there seven o'clock. I'm not going to be there 7.30, 7.45. I think that's just, that should be the norm. And I don't understand why, why that's not the case. But anyway, I'm going on a rant. But yeah, that's definitely one of the one of the specific values I picked up from you, and even just general respect for people around me, um, treating everyone like equals. Um, I think that's another big one, especially growing up in Jakarta. I could have gone the other way, um, and I feel like that's one two specific values which I picked up from you. Um, and from mom, mom, it's more the. Uh, we won't get into the values I picked up from mom, but there's definitely. Um, good values I picked up from her as well. So this goes back to the point of respect, having elements like, for example, punctuality, where if you respect somebody and you respect their time, you show up as being punctual, which goes back to the umbrella concept of things that yeah. make up respect. It's just not one word. It's a concept. For, yeah, understood. Understood. So earlier, my, my first question to you was, what, is, what does family mean to you? And you said um, you can live without them. You can't live without them. You can live with them. Um, or, and, but you, you, yeah, yeah, sorry, you can't live with them and you can't live without yeah. them. So why do you think you, oh, you can't. You can't. So let me rephrase. You let, you let, me, let me say you, it again. You, yeah, you can't ahead. live with them, but you can't live without them either. So yeah, bittersweet. Correct. Bittersweet. Correct. So why, why, would you, why would you say you can't live without them? You can't live without them because of the stability they offer when you're growing up, the, uh, well, that sense of obligation holds the unit together. The sense of responsibility holds the unit together, the unit here being the family. And for kids mm. growing up, it gives them a sense of security, knowing that they have a home to come to and allows them to go to sleep at night peacefully, knowing that their needs are going to be met. Children all grow up needing therapy. Everybody does, no matter the parenting, good, bad, ugly, whatever it is. But with a family unit that is that is that has super glue holding it together, for better or for worse, it can afford some level, some measure of security for the for the child growing up. Look, this is completely debatable. I can hear people really yeah. getting ready to, to argue about this. And yes, <laughs> there is no definitive application, uh, applicable term for this. However, the, it's important for children to grow up that way, I feel, at least from my perspective. Mm. 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 And what's your opinion on maintaining relationships with family, whether it's immediate or extended? Well, some family members good to see once a year and then after you see them for once a year and it's time to say goodbye <laughs> you realize why you prefer to see them once a year sometimes you would prefer not to see them at all and then you would block and delete them in your phone book from your contacts some family members you wish you could see more of uh what was the question again 
do you think it's important to maintain relationships uh, with, with, with your family or even extended family? I, I would say that people maintain relationships if it suits them. I would not say that it's important. Mm-hmm. I would look at the benefit, pros and cons as to why you would want to and why you would have to. I would prefer the word that mm-hmm. you could maintain relationships with them. And that word could gives you that choice as to why it would suit you, why it wouldn't suit you. And ultimately, it's a relationship which is give and take, and there has to be a benefit and maybe a payoff. Now, I wonder if there needs to be a payoff, and if there needs to be a payoff, then that relationship is not going to be balanced. But there definitely are benefits in having family around. Uh, They offer support, friendship, friendship. I only think of two right now, and I'll leave it at that. Okay. (laughs) And, okay, random question, but recently I've been thinking about once I have a family, how many kids am I going to have? People ask these questions. How many kids do you want? And when I think kids, I think dollar signs and Mm -hmm. expense, and they're massively expensive. Funny, the other day I actually did a calculation to see how much you and mom have spent on education for the three of us. And the number I ended up with, I wanted to you cry. You want to cry? It what about me? Ridiculous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to I tell you that know. number, but it's, it stressed me out. So now when I think about having kids, I'm like, do I even want kids? How important are kids? So would you say it's important to have children? And if so, if yes, what would be the optimal or the ideal Number of I would backtrack first to see is it important to get married, and if you ask that question, <laughs> okay. then the question of children come up. Well, you, you could have children without could, getting married. You could, too. but then that comes back again to the security yeah, so, I spoke about earlier. When I th- th- there's yeah, a true. whole difference in paradigm between when I grew up and when and for you and for your for your for your siblings. Is it important to have children? I would say absolutely not. Do I encourage? parenting do i encourage couples to have children no not from the not from the point of view of cost but from the perspective of whether you want to really really bring in a child because you want to and if you do why a lot of people very blindly just go in and have a child intentionally because it sounds like a good idea it's to um, carry forward the um, family name uh, it normally held the relationship together. It made it difficult. It made it more difficult for the for the um, couple to break or for the marriage to fall apart. But these are going back back then. If you go back to tribal tribal history of humanity, and if memory serves me, they never really did get married back then. And when kids were had, it was so that the um, the tribe could survive and there'd be people around moving forward. Also, back then, it was the um, the grandparents or the elders, the elders who looked after the children, teaching them the values, while the actual uh, adults who gave birth to them were out there doing what the oldest elders couldn't do anymore, which was hunting and, uh, and the uh, domestic work. Now, in our case, it's more like both parents are working and the children are left on their own to develop whatever values they can have from video games and TV and school and whatnot. So should you have a kid? you to have that child with the world and the earth the way it is they don't need more humans to 
are the way to many. Having a child just to keep your family name, really? Is that necessary? Or to keep you busy and occupied? Aren't you busy and occupied enough? If you feel the need to hang out with young children, there are orphanages or there are other places where you could, you could connect and, and, and empower those children rather than having to have your own. That's, that's how I feel. Those are my thoughts. So you, you said that you don't necessarily have to have children. You need to question your, why you want children, right? But do you feel that after, after, you, after you had me being your first child, that you changed or grew as a, as a person? I don't know if you... I, don't, I can't say how much you've contributed to my growth. No, no. Oh, I thanks, can't Dad. say because I can't tangibly measure it in a value. You, you being the first born, mm-hmm. it was a shock to see you in the delivery room holding you up and they put you in aluminum foil to keep you warm. You were a very strange and alien being in my life when I was a young man at the age of, what, 28, I think. And I had no clue as to what to do with you or how to be with you in a way that was... I was even afraid to touch you in case you broke or I dropped you. Now, as you grew up, what I enjoyed with you was a sense of camaraderie, friendship, and... There is something to be said about bringing life into the world and seeing that child grow up into something or somebody, not something, apologies, who has, who has qualities and values that make a parent feel proud. So if the Aww. question is, is there value to be had? Yes. Through you, I learned responsibility. I learned re- Island. Yeah, that's what because I was getting being at. responsible correct. for you was looking after your well-being. And had I had a dog, I would have had to have yeah, that responsibility correct. too as well. I'm not saying you're a dog. <laughs> but, Far out. But, Wish I could but, swear but getting on a this. pet would give you that same sense of responsibility if you want to learn about it without so much stress or worry. But, but through you, I learned mm. responsibility. I learned how to care for somebody who was completely helpless. I learned to see Mm. how I could contribute to a child's life to see the child grow, especially in the later years, and to see how they, how I could really make a difference in their lives. And that made me feel good. That made me look, that made me feel helpful. Mm. And to see you grow up into a young man now, the way you are, I am proud to call you my son. And to tell the world, you know, I've got a son and he looks just, well, he doesn't look like me, but he's, he's, he's like me in some ways. And he's learned the good things. And he's, uh, he's, a, he's an evolved version of who I am. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks, Dad. That's sweet. Funny. Um, dad, whenever dad, my dad and I used to travel on flights, we'd generally travel SQ. And he would always, without fail, tell the air hostess that I'm traveling with my brother. And then they'd look at me, look at him, and they just they wouldn't see it. But my dad would always Oi. think, see, they, they thought they, thought they saw it. They it always worked. saw it. There's no <laughs> doubt in my mind. Even when we went for the last wedding and we took pictures, I showed those pictures around. And they said, is that your brother? I go, yeah. <laughs> uh, lucky to have if I was your brother, dad. 
Yeah, he's good looking. Well, you get your looks from me. So then the the the, tree, the, the fruit doesn't fall very far from the apple, Nikhil. <laughs> very true. And very I got true. it from my dad. So that's that's all the question. No, yeah, that's true as well. You think I you look, look exactly like your dad like or my mom? father? Oh, okay. Phrase yeah, came up. I said, Why I'm would you spit on it, it anyway? It makes no sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> so that was one of my dad jokes, huh, Nikhil? Yeah, it's quite. Uh, All right, moving on. Moving no comment. On. No comment. But moving on. That's that's essentially all the questions I had for you. Do you have anything sense? for me? I don't know. In terms of family, growing up as a son, well, my perspective on anything. I wouldn't have done it any other way than the way I did. I am grateful, glad I've okay. had you and your two siblings in my life. Again, mm. having a child is a very personal choice. And as a father, I can only have had those yep. experiences I've had with you had you been around. It certainly made me grow in ways of opening up my heart that I couldn't have done had you not been around. The moments we shared when we went go-karting, the moments we shared when we got the better of mom, moments we shared throwing water balloons. I like the <laughs> moments when we got the better of mom the most. Those were the best. When we got up to mischief, when we still get up to mischief and looking for uh, moms and daughters and, and trying to hit on them. Those... Those are the things that I could live for all over again, doing it with somebody like you. Yeah. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. Well, I, re I really enjoyed those moments as well. There, there, there weren't many of them, but because there weren't many of mm -hmm. them, they really stick out. Um, and I really remember and cherish them. You mentioned go-karting and um, playing with water, um, water balloons and... Take, uh, making fun of mom and mm, stuff, paintball, but even yeah, like paintballing. Right. Um, there's so many, there were a handful of activities mm -hmm. which we did together would just stand out and really cherish those moments. And even like holidays, the holidays we, we've had, um, especially the one in Switzerland where we mm -hmm. had a lot of those outdoor activities. Remember, I remember, so uh, we were on this oh, yeah, 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 tricycle yeah. Scooter, sort of, scooter. not a tricycle, it yeah. was more like a cart with three wheels. No, not the scooter. Yes, oh, yes, we did the scooter afterwards, yeah. but before that, we were doing. The, we were in a cart where you were pushing. Correct. Down Krish, the and I was pushing Vanya. Mountain tracks. Yeah. Yeah, down the down the mountains, and it was just surreal because you had all these Correct. amazing Correct. mountains all around you. Yeah. And you were just riding down with family. Ma where was, was your mom? Shopping? Was mom was just far behind. Oh, obviously. Um, and yeah, and then the scooter afterwards, where you just went. And I fell. At like. 80 kilometers yeah, an hour straight down Head a hole. Wheels, man, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That was scary. Yeah. But that was so I guess fun. you kind of like that summed it up fun. very nicely what having a child can give you. So well done, Nikhil. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Dad. Uh, that's about, I, and that's I about think it from my We closed me. it very nicely. Do you have anything else? Very nicely. Well said, Nikhil. Well said. Perfect. So thanks, guys, for tuning in to the first ever pop chat for now. Um, 
if you have any suggestions on any topics to chat about um, in the next episode, do let me know. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Until we speak again. Cheers. Goodbye.